Good morning, everybody, and welcome to your D1 Team 5 for Wednesday morning, August 19th. My name is Anthony Grossi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. As you know, Notre Dame undergrads are going virtual for at least the next two weeks, as are fighting Irish athletic activities, quote, varsity athletic teams that are subject to routine surveillance testing may continue to gather for sanctioned activities according to established protocols and will be closely monitored. ESPN's Heather Dennett reports, quote, the NCAA's Football Oversight Committee has developed a 12-hour schedule model for teams not playing this fall that it recommended to the NCAA's Division I Council for approval Tuesday. The model includes time for strength and conditioning, meetings, and five hours of on-field activities with helmets. West Virginia Athletic Director and Football Oversight Committee Chair Shane Lyons expects the proposal to be approved today. In return to action, App State has suspended football practice due to a cluster of seven student-athletes and four staff members testing positive for COVID-19. Tennessee Athletic Director Phil Fulmer estimates that COVID-19 will cost the volunteers between $30 to $40 million. East Carolina Chancellor Ron Mitchelson on football this fall, quote, that's the million-dollar question right there. I want it to happen. John Gilbert wants it to happen. Mike Houston wants it to happen. The players want it to happen. I'm betting on it happens. I think moving the Marshall game to the 12th was the right thing to do. I think it bought us some time. I'm good with that. I think if we can keep this curve relatively tame, then we'll be playing football. Even if Texas A&M ends up allowing 30% capacity at Kyle Field, that is still a $50 million revenue hit for the Aggies this season, according to TexAgs.com's Billy Liucci. North Texas will welcome back fans to Apogee Stadium at 25% capacity in the bowl and 50% in the club and suite levels. A pair of athletic directors on the spring. First, Wyoming athletic director Tom Berman, quote, If you're going to reduce the number of games from 12 down to something else, you might as well just play within the conference. And it might save us some money if we can do some regional games and play in pods of some sort. Play Colorado State, New Mexico State, Utah State, Air Force, and a couple crossovers. The total cost and expenses might be a little less than a normal season. That would have some interest from me. Stephen of Austin Athletic Director Ryan Ivey is the first leader we've seen say they'd completely opt out of a spring football season. And quote, it doesn't do anything for us as we go into the 2021 season. Our goal right now would be to opt out of the spring altogether. We don't want our student athletes to feel like they're some sort of punching bag. We want them to have the ability to compete. We're very strategic in the FBS games that we're looking at making sure that we have the ability to compete. The Chronicle of Higher Education has a running list of updated COVID-19 news across campuses. NC State with a new cluster identified at an off-campus housing location, and Tennessee has traced a new cluster to an off-campus party last week, which resulted in 75 active positives and 270 people in self-isolation. USA Today's Dan Wolken has a question for those attempting to shame college kids into behaving responsibly for football to be played, saying, quote, Have any of them actually met college kids? Hello? These people are who, for better or worse, cannot be shamed into anything. Just look at their Instagram feeds, or their dorm rooms, or their blood alcohol levels. Wolken goes on to note that in general, college students don't care as much about sports as the rest of the public due to competing interests during those years. Saying, quote, what's college football to college kids without the ability or the freedom to party? It's a battle college football and colleges in general are not going to win. VCU Athletic Director Ed McLaughlin on the idea of using the Rams Siegel Center and the University of Richmond's Robin Center as a tandem site for pods for the upcoming hoop season. Quote, I think we really need to drill down on how we make a bubble work because I think it makes the most sense right now. I think Richmond makes a whole lot of sense 
We have arenas, we have practice facilities, we have hotels, we have places that will feed the teams that come here. So we are looking at a bubble from a conference perspective and a non-conference perspective as well. And I think that'll shake out here within the next few weeks, six weeks, a month, whatever it is, but we are definitely looking at it. And it is not something we're doing lightly. The NBA showed us that we can make a bubble work. And if that's what it takes to make college basketball work this year, until we get back to normalcy, I'm all for it. West Virginia announces a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee, the mission of which will be to listen and absorb the goals, ideas, thoughts, and opinions of student-athletes, coaches, and staff. Athletic Director Shane Lyons saying, quote, I care and this department cares about our student-athletes, coaches, and staff, and we want their voice to help make us stronger. I think we already do a good job of listening and addressing concerns, but expanding on those efforts will be a positive and make us even better. The 15-member committee will be chaired by Director of Student-Athlete Engagement, Tangela Cheatham, and includes gymnastics head coach Jason Butts, women's soccer head coach Nikki Izzo-Brown, three assistant coaches, two senior staff, and four student-athletes. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, it looks like the NBA Combine may be headed to a virtual format this September. A U.S. District Judge in Idaho says he will reserve final judgment on the state's law that bans trans women from participating in women's sports until he's heard more evidence and seen more briefing from Idaho and the two women challenging the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Wednesday morning, August 19th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you next time.